This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who also is no rookie, Ryan Nelson. Justin, it was nice to see a torture scene with everything's all right from Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> playing in the background. Yes, it was. That was and a- shout out to Jesus Christ Superstar. I think this is like the third show we yeah. watched that's big, that's had us one of their songs. I know Lasso did. I feel like something yeah. else did. So they're having a remo- uh, revival, I guess. Yeah, a little, little, little you know, Jesus Christ Superstar renaissance going on. So uh, anyway, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the third episode of Citadel on Amazon Prime Video titled Infinite Shadows. If you are new or regular and like more access to the show, you can visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the podcast, any level of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. doesn't matter how low or how high you're supporting us. Supporting us as, we will more than happily give you the show ad-free on the Patreon app just for being a Patreon supporter. And you get some other stuff in there as well. We do some bonus episodes and things like that. So uh, there are other... a very fun bonus episode. That's right. We had, we had a fun bonus episode about our, our first, best, and worst concert. So if you would like to hear that, and if you would like <laughs> to hear about... Justin had a incredible one uh, you have to go listen so if, join us at least for a month and then you can go listen to that and then you, if, you, if you don't want to listen to it anymore you can, you can uh, unsubscribe after a month so uh, if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcast you can leave us a five star rating and if you have time you can write us a review on Apple Podcast and we got an additional rating on Spotify this week I don't know who it is uh, oh, because they don't, you. You, you can't do reviews on Spotify but we went up uh, one one review this week so uh, one rating anyway so we, whoever it was that gave us that extra five star on Spotify. Thank you. Uh, but if you'd like to interact with the show, you can send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear any thoughts, any questions that you have, anything that you would like to add to the show. We would love to hear from you over there on our email at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, so we are discussing the third episode of Citadel. It is on Amazon Prime. Uh, we both really like the first two episodes. But before we get into this episode, I want to talk about the reception for this. Uh, look, I think it's been popular with uh, regular people, uh, regular people like yeah. you and I. I think it's been popular. It's been very, very mixed, though, among the critics. Uh, right now, it's showing like around 50% on um, around 50% on. Rotten Tomatoes for from the critics maybe a little bit higher than that. Last time I saw it was like fifty two percent. It had gotten up to around fifty eight, but it, I think it had kind of come down after that. Uh, anyway, uh, just your general thoughts. Uh, what do you think, people? Why do you think critics aren't quite as high on this as uh, we are? And I'm going to go let my dog back in real quick. I will say this. I thought uh, I believe. Well, I will say this. Amazon gave us screeners uh, for the first three episodes. 
And so if you watch the third episode, and I'm I'm going to bet most critics did, I will say the high scene uh the what what when he was right. when when the CGI was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrible. I don't know. We will find out. I'm going to have to go back and watch this episode when they release it. Right. We're we're watching on screeners. The screeners came out a month before the show. Yeah, they did. Now, a lot of times, they're going back and still working on CGI yeah, and are. stuff, which I'm praying they did. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably And did. I wonder if that's part of it, because it did look awful. And I saw, when I read reviews, several times they mentioned like the CGI is really bad in the show. And that was before I had watched the third episode. Right. Cause I didn't think the train heist and the stuff was no, that bad. Was but then I watched that and I was like, that's what they're talking about. I think that's part of the problem. I think it's part of the problem. I think the bigger issue is because one of the things I noticed in, even in positive reviews, even in our review, if you go back and listen to us in positive reviews, in negative reviews, one of the things that everybody's saying is that this is nothing, this is not, they're not doing anything new, they're not doing anything, this this isn't like something like just really original to the spy genre that they are trying to do on this. And like I said, if you go back and listen to us, because we talked and we mentioned that we we saw remnants of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, we saw Jason Bourne, we saw... John Wick, John Wick, Mission Impossible. Impossible. So we saw a lot of that stuff in their stuff in in the first two episodes. This, and that's kind of what I think you're seeing. So basically, what I've what it seems like is a lot of people aren't. If they look at this and they say it's just another spy thing, it's just another right, and they're really dinging it hard on that. And other people are saying, yeah, it's not very, it's not very original, but it's a whole heck of a lot of fun. And that's why yeah. you're, that's why it's very, very mixed. Like I said, it's, it's almost split almost right down the middle right. in terms well, of, I, I read w- one critic that I really like, and their response was these episodes are only 40 minutes. I'm like, buddy, that's a plus. Yeah. That, uh, I can't tell you the amount of people that are like, man, I can't believe y'all watch these shows when they're 30 or 40 minutes. It's the best thing for me. I'm like, yes, that's how people actually, people don't want an hour and a half episode of TV. Not, look, here's the thing I always say. If you're the length of your episodes should match the content that you need to tell. And yeah. I think for this particular show, the fact that they're like 38, 39, 40 minutes long, I think it works really well for this. It moves at a brisk pace. They don't waste a whole lot of time. And I think it works really well for this and, show. And the plot is still easy to understand. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge is part. such a plus. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's a huge plus for this show. And so like I said, I don't ding it for, I'll, I will never ding a show or movie for its runtime unless it feels like if it's short, if it feels like they needed to go more into detail, or yeah. if it's long, if it feels like they're just wasting our time at certain points. So, right. I, right. like I said, I, I think some people go too quickly to, well, it's too short, it's too long. It, it just depends. I mean, some things need to be long, some things need to be short. It just depends. So, um, yeah. but for, so let's kind of get into this specific episode real quick. So, what are your general thoughts on this third episode? So I thought this episode, I really enjoyed it. I thought Priyanka Chopra Jonas really got to show off. Uh, She got to show a lot of her uh, action fighting and uh, just her chemistry. She was off the chart. In fact, one one time, one point, she says, I've been known to leave an impression. And I'm like, you think? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, she can. She definitely can. Uh Because... Actually, when I watched this episode, my first thought was like, she's been in the U.S. for like 15 years. Right. She was 
wasted. Absolutely wasted. She's right. good. Yeah, really she's good. good. I, I think she's very good too. I think I think she's really good in this role. I like this episode. Outside of like the wonky CGI, which I think will hopefully probably be better by the time it yeah. we it gets released on Friday. I thought this was my this was my favorite of the three that we got uh, ahead of time in terms of just the storytelling in terms of in terms of like building these characters and building their building their their relationship together just what their past has been mm-hmm. uh, I thought that this I thought this one was the most interesting it's uh, I love mm-hmm. the I love the backstory that we get on them at the very beginning of this thing uh, I thought that yeah. was I thought that was done really really well uh, and like for me like when, like the whole criticism about this not being original and all this type of stuff I'm okay with you not being very original or not doing anything groundbreaking in your show if you do it really, really well, and I think they do this really, really right. well. And that's why I'm oh, not. Yeah, I'm I agree, willing to, That's why I'm willing to give them a pass on on not being very well, original. I mean, the two leads' chemistry is off the charts. Yeah, they're working together. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm Nick Jonas, I'm a little nervous. So I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they they do really well together. It's it's really fun yeah. to watch these two. Actually, I should be if, if Richard Madden is married. I would. That's who needs to be. You know, <laughs> his, his partner is the one who needs to be concerned. Yes, I, I I would think the same thing. So, all right. Uh, so let's just get into specifics on this. Uh, the episode opens up with. It opens up with Mason Kane and Nadia, Nadia Sin. I, well, I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. Sin? I think it's that's yeah, correct. Sin, yeah, that's so, right. It's yeah, got that H it. on the end of it, and it always yeah, throws yeah, me yeah. off. So, uh, Nadia and Mason, they're on the run after after having basically awakened uh, awakened Nadia's, gotten her memories back. She's back to being her super agent, secret spy stuff. Uh, she's back fully operational, and they're on the run. They get to a safe house. That is a former safe house for Citadel, and this is when Mason asks her. He says, uh, "Did we ha- uh, were we close or something along those lines?" I don't remember what the exact line was, but uh, this is when it triggers this opening montage that we get for yeah. this, basically giving us their backstory. So, what do you think about this opening se- sequence? I didn't like the CGI to say yeah, that. Know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it, like, we'll be interested to see because that hurt the action, especially the skiing. I'm hoping that's better because it looked terrible. Uh, but when she, when when Nadia comes in, she takes over that scene, right? And it really, really works because of her. Because I believe Stanley Tucci, Bernard says something like, "Oh, you'll know when she walks in, right? <laughs> who the, you know who, who." And you're like, "And you knew it the yeah, minute yeah. she walked." Like, if that that could have been a perfect first scene of the show, you know, right? Uh, they could have used that. Which I wonder if they almost did did use that because that would have been a good opening scene. Because like I said, when she walks in, she immediately you know owns the screen right well one thing i like about this opening like when when they're doing the briefing we get stanley tucci who just continues to amaze me in the show he is just so fantastic so good uh he is just absolutely great as this role who's kind of like this guy in the chair he's basically the guy in the chair is what he is and he's really really good as as this character but we also meet uh very importantly we meet carter spence who's played by oc Keely? I'm not really. I'm. I'm probably butchering that that last yeah. name. But uh, we meet him, and that's important because we see 
we see him again later in the episode when they're trying to find uh, additional agents that might possibly be out there. We see that he's yeah. in trouble and he's actually still alive because they weren't sure if anybody else was alive. So, but it's very important, I think, that we meet him here. Uh, what were when you saw just this opening scene where the the four of these people are talking? Uh, I liked it because you know we're still getting some humor because Richard, you know, yeah. uh, Stanley Tucci says, "Don't tell." I can't remember the lady's name. Was that Grace? That was. Uh, I think it was Grace. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. He says, Daniel, I'll tell you what this, what's going on, that there's this virus or whatever that we've got to watch out for, uh, as long as you don't tell her. And like he, Richard Madden's character, Mason, immediately like says, this is actually, here's the plan. And like I said, it was funny. I liked watching yeah. the way that these people operate. It gives us some... I'll, go ahead. I'll, I am triggered every time we're talking about a virus that's taken over the I world. Know, that, I won't lie. That is always a concern whenever we, we get into that. But uh, like I said, thankfully, it's just kind of a, a small little plot device so that yeah, they yeah. can show us how these two characters came to meet. And it fast forwards to this snowy location. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember exactly where the location was. I Utah. Remember, was it in Utah? Okay. Uh, yeah. So he's in Utah, and you know, we just it fast forwards to he has the virus and he's trying to escape. And he has this great, you know, James Bond. Like I said, outside of the CGI, and hopefully it will be better when it actually shows on Amazon Prime. You know, outside of that, it's just a very Bond-esque type escape. I mean, he has the skis that just kind of come yeah. out of nowhere. I, like I said, I thought it worked. I thought it worked really well. Well, like I said, we'll worry about the CGI when we actually watch it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I thought it worked well. And, and again, it showed Nadia like taking over and how, you know, she's the agent that when you, when the bad guys talk, that the one they fear. Right. Yeah. I like and that. you see why. Yeah. She was, she makes a very great, she makes a great entrance because when she shows up, she's obviously, Got taken root inside this organization somehow she's working for them and it was what was interesting about this one of the things that was interesting because they in the at the end of the second episode they said coming up this season on citadel they show these scenes that look like she might be betraying him uh and they, yeah, kind, yeah, they yeah. go ahead and kind of get that out of the way here obviously it was planned and all this type of stuff but uh i like that that they kind of go ahead and get that out of the way but what I also like is just the way that she commands that scene when she finally takes over. Because he's in a bad spot. He's been hit. He's been shot a few times. Uh, the the Carter is going through all of the things that are happening to him. And like his, his I don't remember what all, but like, it's like his lungs are filling up with blood or something like that. Because yeah. like, they got all these sensors on him that they can tell exactly what's going on. And he's, he's basically at death's door until she shows up and basically saves the day. And this is when their relationship starts. Uh, they yeah. when she get when they get back to headquarters. You know they're they're very much flirting with each other. He says, "Yeah, you, you know, rookie, I'll sign. I'll I'll give you my autograph." Like I said, I loved all that <laughs> stuff to it. Yeah, and it just showed you know like their chemistry, man. Like when they were like almost kissing, and right. then like she pulls the uh, band aid off right. of him. Like uh, you know, they they both got it. Yes, they do. They both very much have it. And like I said, I love the introduction. I loved everything that they were doing at this part of it. And it, it just really had me sunk in. So let's get on to the basically the rest of it. All right. So after they've established what their relationship was like before, when they were both very much at the top of their games, uh, you know, we don't. Mason is still somewhat in the dark about who she is. But while all this is going on as well, Stanley Tucci's character, Bernard Orlick, is being tortured. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing about tortures. Like, I, if you show me on screen, like for example, 
uh, House of the Dragon, uh, Matt Smith's character oh, yeah. slices a guy's head off. That doesn't yeah. really bother me. Like that quick, real quick really? burst of violence, it doesn't really affect me. But you show me somebody getting tortured, like I'm like cringing when I watch that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it was scary. They, luckily, they didn't show a lot of. No, it. they, they just showed like like the remnants of his teeth being pulled out. Yes, that like I said, but you can tell they're getting yeah. when they're going. I'm like I'm just like right. tensing up when I can tell what they're getting yeah. ready to do. Oh, it was rough. But uh, uh, and what's great is you know Stanley Tucci. His character is committed. He's not giving up this information. She yeah. is uh, uh, Leslie Manville's character, Dahlia Archer. Is yes. she has she has she great is, villain. Yeah, she's a great villain. She said, I think I remember if it was at the end of the second episode or the beginning of this episode where she says she prides herself on being able to like flip a Citadel agent or something like that. And oh yeah, yeah, I think it was in this one. I think I thought it was in this one, and she's not being able to do it so far with with Bernard. He he's not cracking. He's not breaking. Even when it becomes, when they reveal that, you know, that they basically tracked Mason's family to Wyoming. They just haven't yeah. exactly figured out where. Like I said, so I've, I thought that, I thought what he's doing in this is just fantastic. Like Stanley Tucci, like I said, he's just not out of the park in this uh, in this show. Yeah. I liked how they cut that after she said that. Cause I, and then they immediately went to, you know, Abby and then the ex-wife Joe. Right. Cause I thought, Oh man, one of them is a spa. Right. Like it's, but then they we come back and we find out that they traced him by the car. By the car. Because like they met, that made me think one of them was telling you know uh, was a spy for Dahlia. Because I was thinking, man, was it Abby? Is, right. You know, she been playing all along. Later we find out no Abby has no clue what's well, going on. Right. She has no clue what's well, going on. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. Right. And what? But they also dropped this little hint here. And somewhere I don't remember exactly where they dropped the hint, but they revealed because uh, when it's when Nadia and Mason are talking about Mason's relationship, they she's asking, you know, how long has it been? How long have you two been together? And she says it's been eight years. Uh, and she asks how the and she that's one thing she says. She says, well, you didn't waste any time. This kind of goes into what I was talking about in yeah. episode two, like. The timing on some of this stuff doesn't make a whole lot of sense because he's been out without his memories for eight years. Their daughter is yeah. eight years old. Uh, so, like I said, there's some weird stuff going on with this time. But she asked how they meet, and basically it's like a support group or something like that for people who don't, don't have their memories. Right. And she yeah. hasn't had her memories for nine years. So, yeah, you're like, oh, then, I wonder where this is going. Yeah, and then I guess we find out later she was an agent too. Well, so I guess we'll... We don't know exactly what her role is. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's kind of catch that real quick, and we'll come back to some other stuff. So at the end, Stanley Tucci is trying to, his character Bernard is trying to work his way out of this situation, and he tells the twins, and I can never remember the twins' names. Uh, what was the twins? It's Roland Moeller. It's Anders and Davik. Thank and you. He didn't, we never find out which one it was. Yeah, we don't find out which one it is. He just says, "Are you Mary Kate or Ashley?" Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fantastic, <laughs> but. Okay. But he says, like, I don't remember what the woman's name that he says. Uh, Riel. Riel. So he says, uh, Riel, I, I know where Riel is. And Riel is still alive. Riel is still alive. And, like, this, like, just triggers him immediately. So I'm assuming it's a girlfriend or a wife or something like that. But it triggers him. And he, he says, and Stanley's, uh, Bernard says, she's he's married she's married to mason kane and like so obviously something is going on there we don't know what if she's an agent or if she yeah. how all that's going to work so obviously we'll find out more about that next we week if anders or davik was in a, an agent a former citadel agent right, as well so we'll, we'll probably get some more back 
background yeah. story. Well, on it them. looked like when they showed the trailer to episode four, which I kind of see why they only released three, because looks like four is going to drop a lot of knowledge or yeah. a lot of like things Spoilery in the plot. Stuff, right? Spoiler, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think we're going to find out more about uh, Abby, like uh, the whole crew about how they all. Like Abby, right. uh, Mason, Anders, Davik, a lot more about them. Yeah, I think I think we will too. So, uh, but at this point, for let's go back to Mason and let's go back to Nadia. The, the two of them yeah. are, are basically Nadia is is basically telling Mason to go back go back home to leave. She he's no good to her because she, he's not functioning uh, at a hundred percent because he doesn't have his memories. Uh, and basically, he's like, no, I can't do that. He said, the only way I get back to my family is if I, we figure this out and we stop whoever it is that's chasing us. And then, I don't remember exactly what it was that caused them to have to work together, but she pulled, She says, all right, you're going to get your chance. You're going to get your opportunity. But before all that happens, we're getting the mysterious, is Nadia still a good guy? Is she a bad guy? Yeah. Because she's talking to somebody on this computer. We don't know who it is. What do you think all that was about? I don't know. It made it. I think it's going to be. That's where they're trying. Whatever led her talking to that, she's made her find out that Carter is still alive. I right. believe. Yeah. That's- so I'm. I think they're making it look like she's a bad guy, but I think it's more of she's trying to find like who's still alive. Right. So let's talk about Carter a little bit. It's awfully convenient that he's alive. Do you think he might end up being a turncoat on this thing? Potentially, you know, he was mentioned also to Bernard that right. they had called him the year before, mm-hmm. and um, and that like Bernard was actually worried about. Him. They made it sound like they killed him, so I don't know. I, I, I'm with you. I could see him being the one who turned himself in, who like was the uh, the turncoat or the right. or the traitor. Like I said, I, somebody I, was. I don't know that. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying I could potentially see that yeah. being the case. I, I don't know if he is. Well, going especially to be or not. with him, right? Him and him coming into play here. Right, I so mean, it's got to be somebody. Yeah, he's got that we've seen. Yeah, you would think so. So, uh, like I said, I like this episode. I thought the I thought the storytelling was I thought it was much more centered around actually progressing a story, whereas I thought the first two yeah. episodes were more about just like trying to draw you in with a lot of fun action scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. This one I thought was more all right. Let's develop this story. So let's develop these characters a little bit more, and let's let these people. Let's let people know. And still, a lot of fun action scenes along the way. I mean, yeah, that scene where she is his, you know, she is his ear basically telling him what to right. do with those. Uh, I don't remember what those guys' names were, but when she's like telling him, you know, point the gun at the sun, not at the not at the yeah. guy because he don't, he won't want to do anything to it. He, he won't. He won't be threatened by him because he doesn't care what happens to him, but he cares about what happens to his son. I love that scene. I thought it was great the way they're working together. Like I said, a lot of stuff that I enjoy in this. uh, Like I said, even if they aren't doing a whole lot of brand new stuff, I think they just do what they're doing extremely, extremely well. I was going to say they do it well, and and it's enjoyable, and there's something good about it. There's something fun about watching two hot people have incredible chemistry and fight bad guys. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And have a smart aleck guy in their ear. What what is not not to love? (laughs) Have a British villain that you want to kill. Right. Who tortures people. Yes, we've seen this all before, but when it's done well, and it's fun, and it's only 40 minutes... There's nothing bad about that. No, I, I don't think there's anything bad about it either. Uh, 
like I said, it just it's been fun to watch this. I'll be interested to see what they mm-hmm. go for these. Uh, like we're at the halfway point on this thing because it's only a six episode season. Yeah. Uh, so we're at the halfway point, and we'll see what they do with the rest of these with these characters for the rest of the way. Uh, but I'm, I'm I'm highly interested. I'm highly engaged in it, yeah. and I personally can't wait to see what they do with it. I can't wait to see what uh, what's up with Abby. What she's really yeah. like. Who she really is. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to her backstory. Yeah, I'm too. So that'll, that'll be fun to watch. So, uh, Is there anything else we need to discuss with this before we do awards? Uh, no, I, I, I think we're good. I think we're good too. So let's go ahead and do some awards. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, when we are covering a season of a television show, we always do three weekly awards. Our first award is the Tyrion Lannister, the MVP for the week. Who is your MVP? I'm going uh, Priyanka yeah. Chopra Jonas. Yeah, th- not that she, this was her episode. This was her episode. Mason Kane, uh, Richard Madden's Mason Kane. He kind of dominated the first two episodes, less so mm-hmm. in the second episode, but he really dominated that first episode. Uh, yeah, this did. one was definitely her getting to shine some in the in this. And I thought that she was yeah. she was the most important. And I thought she was the uh, most MVP. Like I said, she can do whatever she wants, even if this show somehow fails. Uh, right. She has a bright future. Yeah. Uh, it's like you said. I think, you know, she's been in America for a while, and she's she's been really wasted, to be perfectly honest yes, with you. Yes, absolutely. All right. The Agatha all along, the best scene of the week. What'd you go with? I'm going with where, um, where, where Davik or Anders is torturing Bernard, and he you know, mentions Brielle is still alive and we get, and we find out that, you know, Abby was buried. Right. <laughs> it was, was this guy's significant other. Significant other. We don't know exactly gonna, what, but yeah. Yeah. That's going to cause a lot of uh, mischief going forward. Yes. Well, I went ahead and went with that opening scene where basically we get the backstory on them. I, I know the CGI wasn't great on what we saw, but I still yeah. thought, I thought it was a fun scene. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch mm-hmm. outside of, like I said, just kind of weird CGI, but, other than that, I thought it was a lot of fun, so that's the one I went with. Uh, the If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss, your best line of the week, what'd you go with? There were actually a few lines this week, especially Tucci, man. The Tucci is bringing them, but I'll go with Brielle still alive, because that, that scene is going to have the, the biggest part of the, the plot. For at least, at least the next episode, anyway. Yeah, that's the one I went with as yeah. well. Brielle is still alive. I thought she, yeah, that was the best one. We, we, we also have Which One Are You, Mary-Kate and Ashley. That was a good uh, one, I, yes. As I mentioned earlier, I've been known to leave an impression uh, can I trust you? Not the first time you've asked me that. And uh, I'll be gentle. I have a feeling you don't know how to be that way. Uh, always a great line. Yeah. Saying that to a woman. Yes, in yes. Action movie. <laughs> also, uh, one last thing. Stadler and Waldorf jokes. Not I, fantastic. I, yes. They are, and I feel like we've been getting a lot of them. That was yes. mentioned recently in Ted Lasso yeah, as well. Was. So uh-huh. I, I love they're that. making a. The Muppets are always good. The Muppets are fantastic. I love the Muppets. I will, I will watch again. Oh, okay. I will watch them. If there's a Muppets, they, they've done some Halloween and Christmas specials here recently on Disney+. Plus. I watch them every single time. So, All right. Uh, on the Main Traction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is the Game of Thrones. Beneath the Game of Thrones is a Lost. Middle of the Road Forest is Friends. Beneath the Friends is a Full House. And Bottom of the Barrel Forest is a Baywatch. We both were at Lost. Are you staying there? Yeah, I'm sick with laws, man. This isn't groundbreaking, but it's fun. Yeah, that's where exactly and entertaining. Where I am. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. I think that's sort of the perfect way to, to describe it. It's not a groundbreaking television show, but it is a fun show. Uh, 
it's a really expensive show as well. I don't know if you've heard yeah. about this. It's it's like three hundred million. Three hundred million. The only thing that is more expensive than this show was one we covered in the fall of last year, and that was the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, so oh, wow, uh, that's like I said. The, the Amazon is they don't mind spending money on their television shows. So all right, before we head off into the sunset, uh, we do want to do some recommend. It's not recommendations, but some things that we are looking forward to. What are some things you're looking forward to? Uh, Bob Odenkirk has joined the cast of The Bear oh, wow. in season two, and uh, in a recurring role, it comes out this summer, and I'm really looking forward to that. Bob Odenkirk yeah. is uh, fantastic. The Bear, he's from great. Chicago, so and he The Bear was fantastic, yeah. so just a perfect match there. Yeah, that, that's that's absolutely a perfect match. Uh, anything else you're looking yeah. forward to? Uh, last, the other two, a hilarious HBO Max show, season three starts this week. It is about what is it? It's what about the other two. The other two. Oh, okay, I haven't seen this one. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Uh, Molly Shannon is probably the most famous person oh, okay. in it, but it's about the the other two siblings of a Justin Bieber type entertainer. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, it is it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, it started out on Comedy Central. Second season was on HBO Max because that's when HBO Max was picking up right. former comedies, right. you know, comedies on other streamers. Yeah. And uh, it's really funny. The, I, I would highly recommend it and season three starts this week so the other two uh we're very very good show well worth checking out okay i hadn't heard that so i'll definitely have to check that out so uh things i'm looking forward to they dropped another flash trailer and it looked just as amazing as the previous one uh we are actually going to be talking next week about jonathan majors and our patreon episode and we talk a little bit about ezra miller as well and i hate the fact that his well there yeah. i hate the fact that their their misdeeds are kind of hovering over this but it looks absolutely incredible uh there is a there is a quote from a guy who has seen it that i just thought was amazing let me see if i can pull it up real quick on my photos i took a picture of it uh where are my photos i, thought I meant to have this up earlier all right so here we are uh well crud i thought i had it there it is okay so i don't know who this guy is uh he goes by uh, he goes by his name is alex zalbin I don't, he's some type of a critic but this was just <laughs> he's seen the flash and here was his reaction he says believe the hype the flash is better than being choke slammed to the ground outside a bar in iceland by the end of the movie you'll feel like you got away with multiple crimes in hawaii and are anchoring a massive tentpole superhero <laughs> film with virtually no consequences <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so uh, wow! So I was like, "Yes, I am all over this." Look, like I said, I hate that the, is fantastic. I hate the fact that Ezra Miller's misdeeds are, yeah. are hovering over this thing, but everyone who has seen this is just like so over the top in, in their in their praise for it. Like, I'm like, I'm like, surely I'm going to be disappointed because as much as people are hyping this. How can I not be yeah. disappointed? But everybody keeps that. saying all these wonderful things. Like I said, I read that tweet and I was like, oh my gosh, that's fantastic. So uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to, uh, Star Wars Visions, which is this anime project that Disney Plus did for Star Wars, uh, I guess in 20, maybe last year. I can't remember if it was last year or previous year. But they did a they did some anime. They gave some anime studios. Uh, they, they they gave them like they wanted to make like eight episodes, and some of them were really really good. Like the very first episode of the first visions was fantastic, and there were some other good ones in there as well. Uh, there were some that were 
Yeah, not so great. But like I said, I, I, overall, I enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to uh, the second season because it comes out on Friday. No, Thursday. It's May 4th. Yeah, that's right. May 4th. Duh. Why would it not be coming out on May 4th? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, that's when uh, the second season of Star Wars Visions comes out. So, All right. Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Appreciate everyone joining us. And we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.